Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I also found it difficult to forgive myself for allowing other people to hurt me. Oh, okay. Get into that. We don't forgive ourselves and neither does society. So mm. who is going to, you know, stand in the gap for us if we can't even stand in the gap for ourselves? Oh my gosh. No one. If you don't give what you need to receive one day, it won't be there when you need it. Oh, that's the worst thing. It won't be there when you need it. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee. And we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode we're going to be doing one of the hard things okay and we're going to be talking about forgiveness okay what does it really mean to forgive in the grand scheme of things how is forgiveness so pertinent to the healing journey and how does one come to forgive themselves mm. and other people it's a deep one it's a deep yeah it's a deep one we're doing that soul surgery type work and all that why not why not but before we get into that, we actually yeah. have a little bit of housekeeping. Okay. The first <laughs> the first bit of housekeeping on the agenda is the Vision Monthly Giveaway. So if you have been tapped into the sisterhood, you'll know that as part of our vision conference and just vision, vision, not C and double, not C and double. See what I did there? It's the vision, vision, vision 22. Oh Lord. She's tired of this. <laughs> as part of the vision monthly giveaway last month's challenge was to shout out a sister who has been particularly amazing in your life for the chance to win a hundred pounds 100 yeah. gbp and we have selected a sister this time over on twitter okay so nice. put your hands together for the winner of the vision april monthly giveaway challenge miss barbara shout out to you barb that is at barbara on twitter that is at barbara b-a-r-r-b-o-r-a-h sis thank you so much she actually nominated two sisters who oh we love that. amazing contributors to her life nice. and they had actually known each other for five years so we're nice. looking at a trio um congratulations sis and Aww. big up to your sisters yeah. for five years of sisterhood and how friendship lovely. how beautiful is that yes how inspirational wonderful so we will be in your dms very soon to handle all of that prize giving mm -hmm. um excitement and the ladies not to worry if you didn't get a chance to enter or have missed out on a giveaway we've got another one coming your way so for the month of may our favorite month over our here. favorite month the challenge is to take yourself out on a date. Solo, a solo date time. Date. Yes. I think it's actually so in keeping because you are actually like chief of like 
solo activities, oh, solo adventures. I sit like, on the throne of it. I love it. I enjoy Give the it. girl some tips. How are they going to win this challenge? Girly, girly, girly. <laughs> You've got to find something that you thoroughly enjoy, something which brings you joy, something that you can immerse yourself in, whether it's going to eat your favorite meal, going to a nice cafe, going to read your favorite book, going to watch your favorite film. Today, literally today, I went to watch um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. on my own. 10 a.m. screening. Beautiful. Empty cinema. And I'm just there because I love what I am seeing. Mm. And it helps me love me. And so get yourself something that you thoroughly enjoy, whatever it may be, even an activity, and just fully immerse yourself in the experience. Put your phone away, or you can use your phone to like keep you company. I would avoid a voice scrolling on social media because it kind of takes away from the experience. But I'd say watch some Netflix, watch a show, listen to an audiobook, listen to a podcast. I know where you could find some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> so that you don't feel alone or you can just people watch. Yeah. But yeah, just go there to enjoy your own company. Listen to your thoughts. Journal. Just see the beauty of what's around you. But don't be scared. I think when it comes to solo dating, mm. everyone feels like people are going to be watching me and they're going to feel like, oh my gosh, why is she here by herself? She mm. hasn't got any friends. She's so weird. And laugh out loud. Cry if you need to. Like whatever it is you want to do, pretty much I can guarantee you, no one actually gives a damn about you. Everyone is immersed in their own lives. Everyone is consumed with what they are going through and why they are there. And you should be doing the exact same, which is minding your business. And so reclaim that space Come and on. enjoy that space Beautiful. by enjoying it by yourself. That's what I'd that. say. Yeah. Enjoy it there. I think some of you will, I think you'll find that you'll be doing it more often. It is fantastic. From the fountain of intelligence, the wealth of wisdom herself, <laughs> Miss CD Boateng. And can we just have another a happy belated birthday to happy Miss CDB? It is the month of May, so we are going to be continuing with the celebrations in this household. <laughs> it is National Courtney Month. It is indeed. National Courtney Month. But that is all from us on the housekeeping yes. front. But yeah. before we do get into the thick of the episode classic tms style Mm -hmm. we've got a ding 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 dilemma so a sister has written in Mm. dear courtney and renee hello hi that is us that is us first off i love your content i've been listening from the very first episode and truthfully y'all have greatly challenged the way i thought about things as well as talked me through some difficult times honestly thank you I know you've just finished talking about body confidence and fitness. Mm. However, I'm greatly struggling with both of these things. I suffer from anxiety as well as depression, and this makes it really difficult to pursue wellness. A few months ago, somebody made a snide comment about my body, and I decided I was going to commit to the journey and do something about it. I started working out five days a week for 45 minutes each day. However, during these workouts, I was obsessing over the way I was doing the moves, how long I was doing them for, and ignoring cues from my body signaling that I needed rest all under the guise of consistency and pushing myself. Fast forward months later, I started experiencing a serious depressive episode and I just don't feel like I can take care of myself anymore. Mm. I know we're supposed to be doing the hard things this year, Mm. but I just don't have it in me to try at life. Mm. Any advice on how to pursue wellness whilst you're still struggling? (sighs) Wow. (laughs) First of all, your mental health is a priority. Mm -hmm. Your physical health is of course a priority, but your holistic health is a priority. And I think your physical health really is guided by and preceded by your mental health. Mm. 
if your mind's okay, your body often follows suit. If your mind is not okay, even if your body looks healthy, it can still be a very toxic situation and you can actually still be in a very unhealthy place and you can still be in a toxic place. And so I think the priority right now is, you know, you've identified, you've got, you know, you're anxious, you, you're, you're depressed, but what are we doing about that? That would be my main concern. So is it therapy? Is it, you know, going to see the GP and maybe getting some antidepressants or mm-hmm. other medication, changing your lifestyle so that maybe not specifically from exercise, but you find joy from other places or productivity from other places um have you spoken to your community and people that you have around you who love you mm. um do you feel like you have that community support i would start getting these pillars in place to help you with your mental health um, and talking to a qualified therapist we always talk about better help on here but there are other places you can go to for therapy whether it be private i guess through your national health service those are though ours can be a bit <laughs> um <laughs> but also like online and stuff like that I, yeah. I would go down the route of seeking some professional help as well to help you deal with that now when it comes down to okay you want to uh you're not really that satisfied with your appearance that's the dilemma right you're not right. really that satisfied with your appearance and somebody made a comment about it and that's what you know push you to kind of make that decision of okay I'm gonna do something about it I think it's great to want to change your body I'm also on that kind of journey however I think it's always important to investigate the motive Mm. and I don't think it's a good motive to be doing it in response to somebody making you feel less about your body we that episode that you referred to in terms of talking about like diet culture and body confidence and stuff like that we were talking about how it's really not good to embark on a health journey as a form of punishment Mm. towards your body if you do not find a way to love your body as it is right now you cannot show it love by doing exercise and exercise and eating healthy and stuff like that should be a form of love yes it should also be a form of discipline however it should not be a part a a form of disciplinary punishment discipline self-discipline is different from that kind of discipline that discipline that is harsh and violent and um sad you know and I I think because of where your mental health is as well you don't want to be doing more sad things and it's easy to make anything sad when it's not coming from the right motivation um whilst I understand and I've also been there I don't think shame is a good motivation Mm. however I also think it's important to realize that we're all about holistic wellness right and wellness doesn't have to look like what other people say it looks like you can get to the happiest you've ever been and still be this same weight because you've decided to develop your wellness in another area of your life. So that could be in uh, the way you apply your time um, the way that you, I don't, it could be even as simple as taking yourself to go on walks and just stepping outside of your room. I know that when I go through like spells of feeling very anxious, I can often become very recluse and I, this is just for me and I just hide away in my own space it may be challenging yourself to actually just go outside, breathe some fresh air for like 20 minutes and then come back. Um, That could be a way that you're significantly improving how you feel and whether you are truly feeling well. Um, It could be, like I said, going to therapy. Mm -hmm. It could also be um, starting a new creative project or a new hobby or journaling. Um, It could be whatever it takes the form of, but that's the thing. There are so many different ways to invest in your own personal wellness that you shouldn't get so caught up in this whole the hard seven what was it 75 hard yeah, 75 or something like that hard, like when yeah, you're yeah. doing like two workouts a day because you said child. you know you're working out 45 minutes five days a week that might be 
too much of a shock to your system and it may cause you to burn out. Maybe you need to do, you know, some low intensity stuff, 20 minutes a day, three days a week, you know, and just start mm. there and then start scaling it up. The more you fall in love with it, the more you feel like you are physically able mm. as well. And the more it fits into your personal lifestyle. Um, I, I think it's easy to just see this one area of our lives and things. If we get this right, everything else will fall into place. Right. I don't think that can be done with the accessory stuff such as physical appearance. I think it has to be done with the the true thing that if we get this right, everything will be unlocked, I think is your mental stability. Mm. It is your ability to be hopeful, joyful, um, optimistic, to be able to set a vision for your life. And all of this has to only happens, I think, once you get out of that depressed and anxious mindset. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I would make that your priority. If exercising is adding to the depression and the the anxiety then it's not the solution it's really not the solution and don't feel pressured to make that the only form of um healing that you're pursuing right because yeah whilst other people may give you compliments that's probably not going to make you feel better since Mm -hmm. i'm going to be honest um while you may think oh i can love my body now loving your body really is a mindset it's not a a clothes side you know and so you could lose all this weight or put on muscle whatever your goal may be and still think and still be insecure and still hate your body and still you know kind of go down this rabbit hole of like body dysmorphia and adopt other issues because you didn't tackle the real thing so if you're going to talk about doing the hard things sis we are we will support you in doing the hard thing of getting better mentally Mm. right really improving your mental well-being and your mental health um that's what i'd say how about you that was wonderful man i really Mm. do agree with everything that you said and it makes me think of the fact that many of us can be pursuing things that look healthy but because we're pursuing them with the wrong intentions they actually become toxic yeah And it's like, this is definitely one of those occasions whereby if you were zoomed out from the situation, you'd think, oh, you know, you're working out, you know, you're focusing on like improving your physical health, but it's coming from a place of genuine disdain for yourself. So the fact that it was triggered by somebody making snide comments, I've definitely been there. We've all been there in so far as we start a healing process we center brokenness Mm. as our means of achieving healing Mm. and that's never going to work because at the core things are broken but we are focusing so much on you know like a christmas tree you know how you've got like baubles and stuff like that if the tree is not in a correct or like set foundation why would you spend time focusing on the decoration when Mm. the tree looks like it's about to fall over and i think many of us are too enamored with decorative pieces in our lives that we forget to actually set the foundation of well does this tree actually stand yeah and for a lot of us our trees are not standing they're shaking they're about to break in fact and if we keep on adding these decorative pieces that look nice and shiny it's going to make it break faster and that was the the um the analogy that was kind of running through my my head as i um was paying attention to this Mm -hmm. dilemma and i think i love what you were saying about just you know taking your time Mm -hmm. i think we can put ourselves under so much pressure to heal quickly. Mm. It's like, I want to do this yesterday or now in the next like, you know, two weeks or three months when, when it comes to like physical changes, but holistic wellness, it takes time. Like we really have to zoom out. And this is something that even I have had to like sit down with and, you know, really fester in that discomfort because I like things happening quickly. I like quick results. I like seeing things change. 
And for things to be able to stand and stand well, you have to spend significant amounts of time and resources building it up. Mm. Like when we're thinking about, you know, some of the beautiful architecture or buildings that we have outside, a lot of them took years to build. Like sometimes I'll be looking at these buildings like, oh, they've been building this stuff forever. For a long time. Until they actually finish the work and you're like, ah, I understand now, I get it. And I think you should, sis, apply this to your fitness, but most importantly, your wellness, like, this is a house, a beautiful house that you're building and it's going to take some time to fix. And I also think that you definitely need to address the whole, where is your motivations coming from? Because snide comments and, you know, feelings of like low self-esteem, those are elements of your wellness too that need to be treated and healed. You can't start like focusing on like physical wellness if, as you said, your mental health is in disarray. And it's just a shame that, you know, this was the starting point for your journey. I would really encourage you to like scrap the fitness for a second and just go back and like Mm. take it step by step. Mm. Surround yourself with people that affirm you and love you and that can really like share that love with you because, oh man, in it's so unfortunate that we often internalize the negative like things that people have to say to the point where it takes a lot more love to be shown to us to be able to get back to a place where we can Mm -hmm. now continue to build from. Mm Um, so I'll say take your time with it really try and focus on you know getting better emotionally and mentally Mm -hmm. and then pursuing the fitness stuff and take it slow go for walks do things that are less intense do things that you enjoy doing because as much as it's you know admirable uh, as much as it's uh, English man as much as it is heroic (laughs) to be pursuing you know exercise five times a week you actually don't have to do that to get fit and especially you really don't have to do that if you don't enjoy it yeah if you're doing it purely for aesthetic reasons do things you enjoy you can like get fit or feel fit it's not even about getting fit because again aesthetics you can feel better about yourself doing much less and doing Mm. things that you enjoy and as Courtney said you could end up being the same way at the end of this whole journey and feel absolutely fantastic about yourself and that is the most important thing so I really would encourage you to go back take the pegs off take the decorative pieces off Mm. and really focus on rebuilding that foundation surround yourself with people that can affirm you start to affirm yourself and start to really focus on breaking down that negative self-talk that has resulted um due to your engagement with these kind of people or the folks that are around you and focus on building yourself up on the inside and on the bottom so that you can stand when it comes to hanging up those decorative pieces um so yeah that's what I would say ma'am that's so good I think it's sad sometimes when like because I think I've been there Mm. in the sense of you're you're dealing with actual mental health struggles right right and you think the solution to it is I need to get more disciplined and it's it's a way to like blame yourself for I'm in this place of being valid even if you can't explain it you are sad you've got a deep sadness or you've Mm. got a deep worry um and we find a way to just be like I can productivity my way out of this I can fitness myself out I can discipline my way out of this and this isn't a discipline issue this isn't even a motivation issue this isn't a desire issue this is a hurt this is a heart issue Mm. and if you don't apply your attention to your heart and direct your attention and your time and your resources to fixing your heart and really analyzing with not just by yourself but with the help of people with the help of professionals analyzing where your heart is sick where your Mm. mind is sick 
discipline is not, it's only going to give you a new form of brokenness. It's not going to fix it. Like it's really not like the whole crack down, go to the gym, crack down, go, you know, crack down on my body and do everything that I've not been doing because I feel incapacit- incapable of doing it because of my depression and my anxiety that's not what's going to fix you, you Mm. know, it's really not, and it's not your way of showing yourself, you know, hey, I can do it regardless, we don't want it to be here in the first place, we don't, not even in the first place, we just don't want it to be here, period, we don't Mm. want the anxiety and the the depression to plague you anymore, right, it's not about being able to cope whilst you're depressed and anxious, it's not about being able to live and bear with it, it's about being free from it and and being living freely without it or being able to control it better or being able to um, self-regulate a lot better as well and deal with these things at the root. Those are the tools that we need to learn. It's not just about the exercise or the the fruits, like you're saying, or the things that hang um, the decorative pieces. It really is about the roots of these Mm. things. And I don't think your, your root issue is discipline. I don't think it is. And also seeking help as well. Like these are actual mental health issues that you have mentioned. Anxiety, depression. These are things that, you know, cannot be fixed, as you said, with discipline. I love that you said that because I've definitely been there. So far as you'll just be feeling mad, sad, or like you've just not achieved the things that you want. And you're just like, ah, it's a discipline issue. I just need to be more disciplined. I just need to be more motivated. And sometimes you're actually just sick. Like, your heart is sick. There you go. Mentally, you're finished. And you need to take care of yourself as you would someone who you saw who was physically sick. Like if you saw a sick person, you wouldn't just be like, get up and go go and just do stuff as if you weren't sick, unless you knew they would act, they were actually healed, you know? Because <laughs> you know, if they're not healed and you tell them to go and do all of these things, they're yeah. going to drop dead. You're actually yeah. going to worsen their condition. No, for real. But we do it to ourselves, right? We do these burst of productivity okay i'm gonna get all my to-do list done today i'm gonna clean my whole room today and that's what's going to make it because that forced discipline and it's not to say don't do those Mm. things but it's not going to be the be all end all it's not this magic potion um that you can take that fixes you you know so we do more harm to ourselves when we rush into acting like we are Mm. healed Mm -hmm. than actually taking the time to to get healed you know Mm. and and to search for the things that could help heal us yeah it's easy to cosplay being a healed person it kills you faster you know what what an excellent segue (laughs) you can't make this stuff up you can't make it up you can't you can't write it you can't write it although we could write it netflix so you paid attention (laughs) Um, (laughs) but i actually think that is such an excellent segue oh Mm. by the way sis we actually um send you so much love um (laughs) yeah yeah. let me wrap it up first We send you so much love. Please surround yourself with people. Yeah. And please also seek professional help as is necessary. Yeah. We've mentioned, obviously, we work with better help, but whatever actually is necessary mm. and helpful and um, things that you feel comfortable with pursuing, please yeah. pursue because this is a heart issue before yeah. it's a body issue. So 100%. deal with the heart and then we'll get to the body. I love that. Um, it's but, the heart that powers the body, man. Mm, come on. Man. That is good. But if you are looking to look into better help, we will have the link in the description and in the show notes as it usually is. Yeah. We love to see it. But I do think it's actually an excellent segue into the meatiness of this topic. The meat of it all. It is is quite a heavy topic, but man, I think we have trained. I think we can bear the brunt of doing the hard things. And we often talk about doing the hard things on this podcast. And I actually wanted to speak about, precisely, I actually wanted to speak about the hard thing Mm -hmm. of forgiveness 
and mm. forgiving others, mm. but also forgiving yourself. Mm. Because all of us are pursuing healing in different ways, mm. whether it be from childhood trauma or trauma we've experienced more recently in yeah. adulthood. And one of the things that I feel that many folks don't touch on or how to do adequately or are honest about their experiences is forgiveness. Yeah. And I think piggybacking off of our last conversation on toxic friendships and fake yeah, friends yeah, and yeah. cutting people out and all that kind of stuff. There needs to be more conversation on if you do decide to continue with people that have offended you mm. or people decide to continue with you when you've offended them, mm. how do you actually go about the process of forgiveness? What as well as question. when we're thinking about like our families, for example, mm. we can't divorce our families. I mean, you can try and disown them, but they will always be blurred. Yeah. So how do you go about the process of forgiving? How do you go about the process of forgiving? And I wanted to actually start with forgiving yourself. Yeah. Because good. I think that one of the best ways to understand how to forgive other people and extend mm. grace is to have that same grace extended to yourself. Very good. And I think because we start with other people and the externals, we forget about some of the really harmful attitudes and real like offenses that we hold to ourselves mm. that we never really deal with. Mm. So firstly, I just wanted to touch on mm. Why is it so hard to forgive oneself? Oh, I think there's, there's, there's shame and embarrassment. Mm. Like you're, how could I have done that? I don't know. Th sorry, this, this is so stupid, but it came to my mind. Like, you know, when you're, um, have you ever just been lying there, minding your own business, living your best life? And yeah. then you remember something embarrassing you did in your past. Uh, like something like, you have no, secondhand embarrassment you know, for, for yourself. yourself like, <laughs> when you slipped or like when you like said something you really and you just cringe at yourself I think for us it's easier because we have those memories of ourselves and we remember the embarrassment that we felt I think it's easy to just carry embarrassment and shame for the rest of your life mm. um I think it's also hard to let go the memory of who you used to be I think you know who you used to be more than anyone else yeah and it's hard sometimes when you see your own transformation to really believe that it, you have fully changed. And so even if you are sorry mm. and you have, you know, we were talking about repentance the other day, you have repented, you have turned around, you still remember, I used to be that person. Though. Yeah, Is that yeah. secretly somewhere still inside of me? And so it's hard to embrace, embrace that kind of transformation, especially if you still feel tempted by the things that used to tempt you you know you're still triggered by the things that triggered you before um but you're trying to have a different response to the same triggers mm. and in that moment when you're triggered or you're you're reminded it's it's in that split second that you're like okay who am i now am i this new person or am i who i used to be um i think it's hard to forgive ourselves as well because how do i say this I think like that thing you were saying about grace, I think we are our hardest critics. Mm -hmm. I think we are our, our biggest judges. Mm. I, if I feel like I let myself down, how can I let myself pass that moment? Mm. Um, and it's easier to be harder on yourself than to be really nice to yourself. I think it's easier to tell yourself like, you did that wrong, you're a bad person, or, um, you know, how could you have been in this 
position or how could you have allowed xyz to happen or how could you have done xyz and you kind of hold yourself captive to the fact that you feel so disappointed in your past self rather than liberating yourself and really seizing the opportunity of the fact that today's a new day and you can be someone else Mm. or you could do something else or at least you're no longer there um i don't think we as women and we as people give ourselves enough leeway sometimes Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. just have made a mistake especially if you know you were in the wrong Mm. and you've accepted that and you've changed from that yeah you got it wrong admit that in all humility and i think it is a sometimes a humility issue in the Mm. sense that we hold ourselves to such a high standard but we must also allow ourselves to accept that we can fail and we can miss the mark um and when we do miss the mark if we do not forgive ourselves, we really do stop ourselves from ever meeting it. If we do forgive ourselves, we give ourselves another chance to meet it. So forgiveness really is to our own advantage, but you have to get over the initial disappointment and the initial shame. Um, And I think a lot of us are walking around with a lot more shame than we think and regret and Uh. disappointment in our own selves. Um, And I think a lot of us, are holding ourselves to a standard. And if we don't meet that standard, we just feel as though we can never meet it. And we sit in the disappointment of the idea that I can never be the person I want to be when it's like, no, you just didn't do it this time. Yeah. And that's actually okay. Yeah. You're yeah. not this superwoman. You don't have to be perfect all the time. And just because you weren't perfect that time doesn't mean you won't get it, but mm. maybe it takes practice. Mm. Maybe it takes time. You have to give yourself the grace of time as a person. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd say. How oh, about you? That's beautiful. That is honestly beautiful. Um, oh, there were so many like things that you touched on that the blinkers were going up <laughs> in my head as you were speaking. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I think touching very briefly on um, forgiveness, mm. especially as women mm. and how, you know, this whole idea of like being a superwoman or being mm. the perfect woman can feed into that internal self-talk and this internal image that we often have of ourselves, which is that of perfection. And the moments where we fall short or the moments where we feel as though we're not living up to it is the moments where that self-hate starts to creep in. And it's almost like we are depositing every single time a token of self-hate every time we fail to forgive ourselves. Mm. Such that when you constantly, it's a shame because we're adding to that token of self-hate, but we're also raising the bar as well, right? It's like the dilemma and what we were speaking about earlier insofar as our response to falling short of this internal standard is to discipline it's to punish it's to hurt ourselves all the more when actually what we needed was a bit of forgiveness and some grace so that we could dust ourselves off and start again again. instead we're so used to abusing ourselves and it's funny because it's almost a mirror of the way that society has treated us when we don't you know match up to the standard right even in that our lack of forgiveness to ourselves is almost a form of internalized patriarchy Mm. and misogyny perpetrated by us and it was as you were speaking that that you know was a thought that was triggered in my head like wow we don't forgive ourselves and neither does society so Mm. who is going to you know stand in the gap for us if we can't even stand in the gap for ourselves my gosh no one um firstly you put that so eloquently and so i just love the way you put that whole thing <laughs> oh my god through. i was like i hope this makes sense how beautifully put it made more than just sense. i, I think it, it i think that described a lot of how a lot of us have felt at least some point mm. or maybe even now mm. and i've i've never really ever thought of it like that but you've put it so well and i think it's so beautiful when you can put 
feelings into such beautiful words. And I really like that about you. You did that so well. Oh, I really love that about you. I am tickled. <laughs> <laughs> Child, you know it was hot that today, was so but perfect. you know it's all of a sudden this bit bright in here. Like, can I get a tissue? Somebody, you know, it's a bit. No. Thank you. No, that I was so. And that. I know you're not even feeling the best. Like, I know <laughs> you're not feeling too hard. Yeah, you were able to just do what you did. That's the Lord. How That's beautiful. The um, no, thank you. But yeah, it had me thinking about the fact that, you know, the way that we treat ourselves, even in that essence, is such a reflection of the way that society yeah. treats us and the people around us. Yeah. And then it also triggered the thought of like the other things and experiences that also facilitate that lack of forgiveness, right? Mm. The fact that, you know, and we're going to go there today, but things like childhood trauma, yeah. what have we seen around us? Not even in terms of the way that people engage with us but the way that people engage with themselves mm. as um, a way for us to figure out how to engage with ourselves. Yeah. So how many times have we seen, you know, our mothers who are the super women, who are the um, folks that are trying to live up to this superwoman yeah. standard fall short yeah. and then seeing the way they harshly discipline themselves yeah. or who are the women that we see in our midst that are for all intents and purposes doing amazing things mm. and amazing jobs, but, the way that they speak to themselves yeah. or the way that they engage with themselves when they fall short. Yeah. And even the absence of that narrative, yeah. right? It's only relatively recently in society and on social media that we see people who are publishing how they feel behind the scenes mm. or when they fall short. Mm. Before it was the whole, you know, I struggled and I worked hard to get to who I am but and what I need to be. But this is me on the other side. Yeah. And I think it's important that forgiveness is an element of that because... We're going to fall short always. Ooh. That's the reality of the situation. 100%. And you can't push against reality. You have to work with reality. A hundred percent. Especially if you are somebody who is trying to change, progress, become your best self, become your greatest self or become great. If you are, if you are pushing the mark like further and further to try and achieve the vision that you have for the woman that you want to be and you know that you're not her right now and in the middle is work and progress, you are setting yourself up for multiple failures that lead to success. So it's not that you're setting yourself up to fail. You're mm. actually setting yourself up to succeed in the most beautiful ways. But on the road to, to that success is a whole bunch of failure. Mm. And if we don't embrace that, I think that's when we end up in this really, we get duped and we get tricked and we get bamboozled because it's, if we don't see the failure coming, it's the failure that knocks us off course. Yeah. But if we see it coming, if we embrace the fact that, like you said, this is going to happen. You can't mm. fight against reality. You're going to try and you may not make it. It doesn't mean stop. Yeah, yeah. You know, but a lot of us, because we don't allow ourselves to fail, once we do fail, we stop. Oh, dead in our tracks, boys. Dead like, in our whew. tracks. And it's like, whoa, how the hell did era. this just happen? Mm. And I think sometimes in the face of failure, if you don't know how to forgive yourself and deal with it and embrace it and accept it mm. and move on from it, you even if you don't feel bad towards yourself, you start to retaliate against other people. Like I, I was thinking when you were saying, you know, how we saw our mothers or other people. And it's like, you're so frustrated with what you're perceiving as failure mm. and you don't know how to deal with it internally that you are manifesting it yeah. and everyone else is feeling the brunt of your disappointment yeah. or your pain or your anger towards mm. yourself mm. and it's being fired at everybody else and everyone is feeling it and I think if we are not careful we can 
we can make too big what we can make the consequences of failure too big in our own eyes. Yep. If you don't send that email on time, if you fail that project, the company's not going to crumble. I promise Ooh, you. Child, they I promise you. Things can easily be fixed. And also people, I think it can sometimes be a manifestation of our belief that not just that we are holding up the show, but people will not be as kind to us or as flexible mm-hmm. around us as we are to them. Yeah. So if I get this wrong, other people may deal with me harshly or other yeah. people may feel more let down or the world is literally going to fall apart or this project is going to fall apart. But your colleagues fail all the time. They drop the ball all the time. It or, you know, your kids, really your kids too. are terrible hooligans, you know, but you're constantly firefighting. You 100%. You're constantly firefighting. Why? Love. Why? Duty, responsibility, skill. All of that, you've got to trust that other people will extend that to you as well. Mm. So if you drop the ball, other people can do what you do in response to failure. Mm. The world is not going to crumble just because you're the one who's failed. If everyone else can can fail around you and you allow that, yeah. you need to also allow yourself to fail, believing that they will, ex- they will extend to you the same grace that you extend. Mm. The harshness now is if you don't give people grace to fail. Oh. That's when the harsh reality will kick in. If you don't give what you need to receive one day, it won't be there when you need it. Oh, that's the worst thing. It won't be there when you need it. You need to give people the chance to fail and you cover their wrongs because you're going to mess up at some point. 100%. And you're going to need them to and cover their wrongs. And in fact, oftentimes many of us don't extend grace knowing that we have messed up. Mm. Like it's not even a thing of we need the grace in the future. We actually needed the grace in the past. Wow. As in, oh in fact some of us are even failing catastrophically but feel that we have a leg to stand on to not extend grace but we'll get to that oh in, a, in, a, in a moment when oh we speak of the God. others before we we kind of get to that point i wanted mm. to ask you courtney mm. what are some things that you have had to forgive yourself for oh my god <laughs> <laughs> They said we should keep it real on the podcast anyway. If you want me to keep it real, I'm going to be honest. I have struggled sometimes to forgive the way I have spoken to some people. Yeah. The way I have not engaged with some people. So in the sense that I, and it's something that over the last one year, I'd say I've tried to really change about myself. um, Especially since like, I think closing down my company was actually the beginning of a whole personal transformation and shift for me because it meant I had a lot more time. It meant that I had time to reflect on the bad habits that I had picked up, but also the the bad habits I already had that Mm. my lifestyle was allowing to flourish, let's just say. So for example, there were a lot of people who I feel like needed me, but because I was so consumed with everything else, I treated them as though they weren't important. Mm. And I think confronting the fact confronting something which I was constantly telling myself and something I struggled to forgive myself was believing that I was actually a bad person. Mm. Like I actually believed I am a bad person. Mm. Like why can't I do the basic things of if someone calls me and they need reassurance or they need my help, I wouldn't, I wasn't there, you know, or they didn't even feel like they could come to me. That would like hearing friends and people you love tell you, you're just not there. Like you're just, I needed you and you just weren't there. That cut me deep. And even though they, you know, were vocalizing, I've forgiven you. I can see you've changed. I really struggled to believe that I had changed. And also 
I, I really struggled with that idea. I am actually a bad person. Mm. Yeah, and I struggled with it in the sense that I believed it so much. And I couldn't, I've, I really, it was hard to leave that idea behind. Do you get what I mean? Um, so that's another place where I really struggled to figure myself. I also struggled like, <laughs> when I started my weight loss journey, I was so bad at myself that I'd allowed myself to get fat. <laughs> what? <laughs> how could I, how could you, literally, I'd be looking at myself, and be, how did you allow yourself to get this big? <laughs> Just big <laughs> and fat. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> Stuff like that. And it's funny now but I because I'm like way more confident in my body and like going on a health journey and I've changed so much. But it's it at the time <laughs> I was infuriated <laughs> <laughs> because it was like if you had started your weight loss journey every t- every year you said that you would lose weight. If you had started when you first said it, you'd be flipping Heidi Klum. By now. <laughs> <Not> Heidi Klum. <laughs> you'd be fantastic. I'm Do you know what I mean? Um, or like if you had listened to the people who had criticized you or advised you, you would be in a completely different place yeah, by now. Yeah. Or, um, you know, all of that kind of resentment towards yourself and the decisions that you did or did not make, mm. those those are the things that crept in for me, you know? I, w- I would say those are some of the stuff that I've really struggled with in terms of forgiving mm. myself. And I think those are the humps that you really have to overcome before you even start a journey of, yeah. like we were saying, you were saying about the dilemma, like before you actually get into a journey of anything productive, you actually need to deconstruct a whole bunch. And that's the ugly stuff sometimes that you can find. Mm. You know, I regret this. I I think I'm incapable of doing this. I think I'm a bad person. Mm. I think I've let myself down. I think um, the people around me need deserve to be loved better. Am I actually capable of loving them that way? Yeah. Or will I always be this way? Like all of these were the questions that I was asking myself. Um, and it was painful because I started to realize, damn, I actually kind of don't want to forgive myself in the sense that, I think sometimes the punishment can feel good. Yeah. It feels, ah, I've been reprimanded. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? And like, it's, it seems dark and it seems mm-hmm. twisted, but it's, it's almost the way we show people that we're sorry. Yeah. I feel so bad and I feel so um, attached to who I used to be. And I'll never forget the fact that I was that towards you in order to show you that I'm sorry yeah. rather than, because I guess deep down inside the belief is that if I forgive myself and I move on, am I acting like I didn't do that to you? Mm. You know, and it's like, no, I'm just a different person and I'm yeah. not moving different. Yeah. I'm just not condemned to who I used to be. Wow. Damn, we're going there today, ain't we? Why not? Why not? Why not? These are the How conversations. These are the conversations that I really feel like people need to have. Like 100%. supplemented with all the things that we like engage in, talk about. Like these are the real deep stuff that it's like, damn, how do I actually forgive myself, myself? And what do I need to forgive myself for? But that was beautiful. Um, And on my part, man, there's been a, quite a few things that I struggled <laughs> to. First of all, I just struggled with forgiving myself point blank period because mm. I was such a perfectionist. Mm. So this whole idea of like needing to forgive myself, my response was always, I need to just do better. <laughs> you just, Renee, <laughs> I need to just do Renee, better. you're no better. You, you need to do better. Mm. The, the, you, you have the knowledge. Cause I was such a geek and such a nerd when it came to like, and I still am when it comes to like amassing knowledge mm. for me, it was like, you actually don't have an excuse. You don't even have ignorance. Mm. So why are you still doing or perpetrating wow. these silly things? Um, so I even had a whole issue with the concept of forgiveness. And I thought that, you know, 
maybe I was even uh, like above forgiveness. Like mm. I didn't need to be forgiven. I just needed to just do better. Yeah. Um, so struggling with that was point blank period, a problem. So in terms of like some of my deep character issues back <laughs> in the day, I had difficulties with letting things go or letting mm, things slide. Okay. Like I would pursue things to the very end. <laughs> I don't care who is hurting I don't care why no, you're, you're hurting. You're coming for blood. If we are having some kind of argument, debate, or if there's an issue or something needs mm. to be resolved, I was very much like, we need to ride this out to the end mm. to the detriment of the people around me. Cause it's kind of like, uh, actually I'm feeling X or I'm feeling this way or whatever. And I found it hard to forgive myself afterwards because it's hard reckoning with the fact that you've actually put your needs above somebody else mm. under the guise of well that's just who I am yeah so it forced me to actually step back and take a look at myself and be like so why am I so obsessed with seeing things through to the end um so I found it hard to forgive myself because a it meant that I hurt people b it meant I had to actually go and reckon with a serious character flaw that I had mm. um so I found that difficult yeah um I also found it difficult to forgive myself for allowing other people to hurt me oh okay get into that so whether it be like romantic relationships or platonic relationships because of this whole you know i'm glowing and growing and you know i'm becoming a mature person i can see the red flags mm. when you miss the red flags it can be so hard to forgive yourself because it's like i should have seen that coming mm. and i didn't mm. and now that person has got one up on me and mm. how can i forgive myself for allowing this person in only to break me mm. and there's so many like examples i've seen of like red flags and p these kind of people entering into other people's lives that i even give advice on yeah. so for me for a long period of time it was very difficult for me to forgive myself for allowing people to break me mm. But Do you feel like that's because you feel like you have to protect yourself a lot? And kind like of. sometimes if, if someone can, I know for me, like if someone can break down those defenses and get to a place where of a level of intimacy where I'm that vulnerable, where yeah. you can hurt me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, damn, did I not protect myself yeah. enough? But then it's like, do you... Does that impede you from allowing yourself to be vulnerable? Yeah, with people? precisely this. I think it's because I didn't see vulnerability as a source of power. Mm. The only source of power that I saw was, <sighs> let's just say vulnerability was just not a source of power at all. For me, it was a sign of weakness. So for me to have allowed you in, like beyond the barriers, that was me basically handing over the key to every power that right. you have over me and from me, whatever. Right. Um, so reckoning with the idea that I had conceded my power to somebody else, especially when it came to like my emotions mm. or my mental health was hard. And I think it was also dealing with the conception of people. And I guess we'll get into this in a little bit later, but dealing with the conception of people that are closest to you or the people that you allow close to you as flawed individuals. Mm. Because to me, it was like, I've done all of this vetting. They can't let me down. Right. And then when they do let you down, it's not even just you're upset with them, but you're upset with yourself yeah. now because you allowed them. Yeah. Like you gave you them gave the space them to the be space. able to do that. Yeah. Um, and since I've grown, I have so much more peace in my life because not only have I forgiven myself, but I've understood that everybody is actually mad. Crazy, crazy. Mad as a hatter. 100%. And that it's not to be like, 
bleak or pessimistic, but reckoning with the fact that I'm not perfect and therefore nobody else is perfect means that, okay, if somebody does slip up or if I slip up, that's okay. Because it's not necessarily about your output or how you present all the time. Sometimes it's actually just the effort. Yes. Or like how you respond in times of crisis. That's literally what I was thinking. I, I think a lot of us need to embrace the fact that when we are getting into relationships, friendships with people and doing life with people, if you're constructing a relationship, it really is all about problem solving. Like I think back to, I think to think building a company, right? Mm. No one actually knows what's coming. No matter how much money you have, <sighs> the most talented staff right. you have and the most talented team that you've recruited, um, you can have the most amazing investors giving you advice. Yep. You can have the most amazing concepts and be selling and selling and selling. You're going to have problems. Oh, honey. You are going to have problems every single day. Big problems, small problems. You're going to have problems. The true testament or the true sign of a good team, a good company and a good leader is how do you solve these now? Mm. If you're going to throw a tantrum or you're going to, you know, stop everything just because we had a problem you're not made for this life right and it's the same with any any area of your life which needs leadership right it's the same with relationships and friendships if me and you are in well me and you are best friends right if we're in this sisterhood together and we're friends problems are going to arise because we like you said are two flawed human beings right the question is do i like your problem solving ability and do I like mine? Oh. Do I think you are mature enough to be able to communicate? Do I think the same of me? That's how you then tackle the problems, mm. right? Because mm-hmm. the issue here is the problems, not the person. Yeah. And a lot of us treat it Ooh, like that was good. there's a problem here. The person is the issue. Yeah. There's a problem in my life right now because you there must be a bad something rotten in you. That's and it's good. like, no, life brings problems. Mm. That's just how it goes. Life brings problems our duty is to pick people around us who can tackle those problems well right and also to become Mm, people who can tackle those problems well so it's not to attack the person but it it does give insight into how you choose the people you do life with are you a problem solver are you a problem solver wow what an excellent segue into (laughs) (laughs) i'm trolling but also not what an excellent segue into the process of forgiving other people. <laughs> Miss Courtney. Hello, hi. Forgiving other people. Yeah. In an age where many are shouting for cancel culture and oh, not wow. being able to overcome people's past failings, yeah. as well as the reality of people around you that are close to you hurting you yeah. persistently. And even digging a bit deeper into the layers of childhood trauma we may have experienced at the hands of our caretakers. How does one even begin? (laughs) How does, how, (laughs) how, how? Wow. I don't know. I don't even know if I can finish the sentence. How? (laughs) How? You know what? Yeah. Like they say, I don't even know if the say I say it right, but what is it to err is human, but to forgive is divine. Yes. I think it's <laughs> that was important. Good. That was I right. think it's important to realize that forgiveness takes a lot. Mm. And as much as it's a word that we throw around, oh, you should just forgive. Just forgive, mm-hmm. just forgive. Mm-hmm. I never want because I'm also somebody who like when my girls are going through issues or my friends are going through issues and mm. my family, my advice is always like it ends, I think because of also our faith, 
and forgiveness being such a central part of it, you it's easy to just throw that word around yeah. and forget how hard it is. And I want to predicate it on that because as much as it's easy to be like, just forgive, just look past it, just give grace. These things are divine. Yeah. These things are they're hard. hard. Man. These things so, like it's not about even being a good person. It's about being one of the best of people, right? Mm-hmm. Not even in area, every area of your life, but when you do something like forgive, it really is divine. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter what your faith is, I think there needs to be that gravity attached to it for me to look past your shortcomings, for me to look past, not even just your shortcomings, the pain you have inflicted. Let's not even look at the potential to do wrong, yeah. but yeah. the people who have done wrong, for me to be able to move past this and treat you in a way which is still loving and still as though you have not hurt me, even if, you know, the boundaries have changed and things like that, to just not want to kill you and to continually punish oh, you for what it is that you have done, that takes a lot in a person. And I, I think even on the personal growth journey, having to embrace the fact that, you know, everyone always says, heal sis, heal sis, heal sis, healing's hard forgiving is hard hard. it's deep painful work and so i never want to you know take away from any part of that it's hard like as much as we can fling these words around these things are not easy so in terms of how i'm not an expert please please. (laughs) take this with a pinch of salt god is helping me every single day the first thing you have to embrace people are gonna fail yeah you're gonna fail people are going to fail you. Think people are going to fail at things. People are not going to come through on what they said they would. Not everyone is perfect. And it's also contextualizing things. I think yeah. as I get older and I just get more sensible in the brain, I start to, <laughs> I start to realize, more sensible yeah, more brain. sensible in the brain is yeah. that I start to realize not everything is about me. Mm. And you, Renee, are in your own life, yep. you know? And I, Courtney, am in my own life. As much time as we spend with each other, we live together, you have a whole universe of your own. Mm. I have a whole universe of my own. I have family. I have people you don't even know are in my life. And you have people I don't even know who are in your life who are all impacting your emotions, impacting your behavior, taking up your time, taking up your resources. You are also a, a collection of the past, your yeah, past yeah. Um, and your history and your traumas and your successes and your memories I don't have access to all of that I don't Mm. know all of that either and so it would be very flawed of me to think I fully understand you enough to Mm. be able to place my bets on what you what you were saying that you're perfect and I think we need to embrace that about everybody including ourselves nobody is perfect Mm. and as soon as you embrace that fact that no one's perfect and everyone has the capacity to fail and the capability to fail. I think when people then fail you, it's easier to not, it's, it makes it easier to not just see this as a grievous offense that cannot be forgiven. Yeah. It, it allows you to now put things into a bit more context and actually have a bit more compassion mm. towards people. I think forgiveness requires compassion and it requires humility as well in the sense that you in reflecting i could have done just as bad as you did if i was in your situation you know or maybe i actually couldn't have yeah you know because some of y'all are crazy and do terrible things a hundred percent but also maybe what you have done is actually so atrocious and so bad yeah and because i can have empathy even with that ability to be empathetic i cannot imagine doing what you did 
that allows you to have a good judgment yeah. of what is yeah. forgivable and what it I wouldn't even say what isn't forgivable because I think yes we should strive and this this is where the faith element comes in and I'm still working to get to this point of we should be able to forgive everything but there are still consequences and I think the way that we decide what the consequences are is based on our ability to have compassion and empathy, but also our ability to have morals, yeah. our ability to look at things objectively mm-hmm. and subjectively and being able to draw lines yeah. and draw boundaries yeah. for ourselves. And I think this is where the personal governance comes in. You have to decide what it is you are willing and not willing to take. Yeah. Um, and and it that will inform as well who you journey with and who you don't depending on how they behave yeah now i think when it starts when it comes down to like the steps to forgiveness i actually think it looks very different for every single person i think it takes a lot of self-reflection but also a lot of hard conversation a lot of sitting down talking with people thinking about what does life look like after this action that you've done or this action that I've done? How do we get to where we ideally want to go to? Do we even want to be there? So for example, if someone you're in a relationship with someone and they do something, for example, if someone cheats on me, that see this is something that is like forgiveness. If you cheat on me, I've been cheated on in the past. It's not cute. It's not fun. I hate it. People are horrible. Dirty. 100%. (laughs) And you get to this point where you're like, Okay, I've got to forgive you. Does forgiveness in this case look like forgiveness is going to happen regardless because yeah. I need to heal and I need to I need to free myself of the amount of rage and anger I have towards you. Yeah. So forgiveness is going to happen regardless. The question is what does reconciliation look like and is it even necessary? Here. Do I want you still in my life? Do I not want you in my life? Once I've decided what I want, how do we journey mm. to that? How mm. do we get to that point? Mm. Um, you have to have a good conversation about your to your with yourself. So you need to have a good conversation with yourself about what you want. Yeah. Um, and it comes down to who do you want to be as well. It, as a person who struggled a lot when they were younger to forgive people, I can say it was making me a very horrible person, um, and it was affecting me as well as as much as it was affecting my relationships with people. Mm. Not even my relationships with the people who offended me, the people who were still in my life. Yeah, who I wanted to be good yeah, with. they was walking on eggshells. Everyone's boy. walking on eggshells. Everyone's going through stuff, and mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, who do I want to be? But yeah. also, what do I want out of my relationship, and what do I want out of this specific situation right. with this specific person? Yeah. Um, or what do I want out of this area in my life? And if I want progress, I'm going to have to learn to forgive myself. Mm. I'm going to have to learn to maneuver in a completely different way. Um, that's where I would start the conversation. That I don't think I I have the ability the to even yeah the blueprint because I I haven't I don't think forgiveness is something people pattern because it's like yeah. every situation is so different so, and every so different. pain it's so subjective to like what's happening around you you know and something that could hurt might not hurt someone else could cut you to the core mm. and to just you know be like well we have to forgive it's it's harder than that it's harder than that necessary but hard wow there's so again 
blinkers were going off. But there were so many things that you touched on that I think are just so necessary for this conversation around forgiving others. So what you said about forgiveness versus reconciliation, because I'm a big fan of forgiveness, but when it comes to reconciliation, because of my personal ethics, there are certain things, once the boundaries have been crossed, you cannot reconcile. My good sir, I'm not sure if we can <laughs> continue to be <sighs> drinking from the same cup, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So for example, in that... um in that scenario of I'm with someone, they cheat on me. For me personally, it would be very, very difficult for me to continue that relationship with that person mm. purely because for me, morally, I think cheating is actually one of the most egregious forms of debauchery that you could do to it's me dirty. in this life. I genuinely think mm. I would, I don't know what I'd rather you do than cheat on me. I just think it's just so absolutely terrifying and, <laughs> and i hate the fact that this generation has normalized, has normalized adultery it. especially towards women yeah and i think again feeding into this whole idea of like who women are supposed to be and what women are supposed to do in these kind of like situations we're often the ones that are tasked with be holier than thou or be big the bigger person yeah. or whatnot i think it's difficult because whilst we want to be the mature person we also want to respect our own personal boundaries mm. and when your personal boundaries have been crossed there will be consequences. So it is less like, I think sometimes we can definitely conflate forgiving someone with the necessity of trying to build relationships back to what they once were. Yeah, And sometimes we actually have to let go of the fact that that relationship may not be repaired to how it was before because this action or this event has actually scarred it so deeply. And I think the reason why that's happened is because people have perverted the forgiveness that God extends. Yeah. In a lot of religious circles, you'll hear conversation about forgiveness. Like I said, as as Christians, it's a huge pillar of our faith. However, I think the way God interacts with us in terms of forgiveness is very different in the way that we forgive each other simply because, and it's not, it's obviously, for example, we believe God's forgiven us, so we have a duty to forgive other people, yeah. right? However, when it comes to areas of reconciliation, God must forgive and forget because if he doesn't forget, our sins are not forgiven. Yeah. We're going to hell. If I don't forget, I can. I must forgive you as in I can't hold you to that anger and want you to be constantly punished for what it is that you have done. However, we don't have to reconcile and be the same way. And I also don't have to forget because I don't hold eternal judgment in my hands. Me still, I don't, <laughs> I know. It's not my concern. I don't, I don't hold eternal judgment in my hands. So me not forgetting what you did to me may actually be a good way of me protecting you. Precisely. It may actually be a good way for us to allow this relationship to flourish. Especially if somebody has hurt you, mm-hmm. but has actually not sought out reconciliation. At all. There or are going to be some people, and I'm talking not even just like relationships, right? I'm talking friendships. I'm even talking parents. Uh, familial trauma. That's familial what I'm thinking trauma, about. Because a lot of people, people are dealing with trauma from families mm-hmm. whereby they're in a position where they are for not forced but essentially compelled to yeah. forgive say parents or siblings who are actually not sorry or have not seen a wrongdoing uh-huh. that they have perpetrated yeah. to their child or sibling or whatnot and that is hard 100 percent. because you're dealing with someone that's not sorry 100 and you may even be dealing with someone who's a criminal oh. in the case of no 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 bigger biggest man thing you uh-huh. may be dealing with somebody who has abused you yeah, yeah. in all kinds of ways yeah, yeah. In that case, we don't need to journey closely. Yeah. I may have forgiven you. You might even you. need to go to jail. Exactly. I may have forgiven you, but me forgetting does more harm to me, especially if you haven't changed, yeah. right? However, yeah, God forgives and forgets. Yeah. I cannot forget 
personally. You gotta go to jail. But me not forgetting is not a problem because I am not, I don't hold eternal judgment in my hands. Yeah. Like it's not going to affect where God stands with you. Yeah. It's a personal journey for me and where I stand with God. But I think in religious circles as well, and it's when you brought up that thing about women, women are often, you know, can often be told and and can often be victims to this perverted rhetoric of forgiving and forgetting forgiving and forgetting um because forgiveness is often seen as a very feminine thing to do or a very weak thing to do yeah you know yeah just forgive just forgive just forgive and if you don't really allocate how much strength it takes to forgive Mm. but also how much wisdom also comes with forgiveness you're just gonna start flinging it about forgetting that people also need to be protected people also deserve to be loved and loved well and people that protection is something that you can't just forgive your way past the fact that this person is a hazard or a danger oh gosh and i think we also need to ensure that we provide resourcing for folks that we expect to forgive others right even in that um context we expect women to forgive but have we actually provided the resourcing to allow them to do that efficiently yeah have we provided you know communities or spaces for them to actually be able to talk about their feelings and Mm. their emotions i'm thinking of like say um women that have been like victims of like sexual assault or or domestic domestic violence it's always the forgive or like trying to protect the perpetrator but it's like what are we actually doing to help the people that have been exactly exactly and also like facilitating the healing of these people we're telling to forgive you know heal forgiving needs to also come with an element of healing and an element of caregiving that Mm. is you have still been harmed very much just because you said you forgive this person or you truly have forgiven this other person maybe that has given healing to your relationship but it necessarily it doesn't hasn't necessarily repaired you yeah it hasn't necessarily you still being broken you're still hurt by the fact that you or traumatized even by the fact that you went through what you went through are we doing enough as well to facilitate the healings of those who we tell to forgive um and also are we doing enough to facilitate the um what what do they call it in prison the reformation of the people who have done the offense Mm. you know are we doing enough because i think the forgiveness can easily be perverted reformation is not the word Rehabilitation. rehabilitation that's it um forgiveness is one of those things that you can use to just put a full stop at the end of a story right it's not the full stop at the end of a story this story this the villain needs to be dealt with the victim needs to be dealt with right when we say just forgive and forget we think that's the end of the situation absolutely not exactly and as sisters as communities as uh institutions churches like um islamic communities whatever it may be religious communities we still need to facilitate rehabilitation and also healing yep medical care in some instances financial care the welfare of victims if we don't have that conversation as well attached to things like forgiveness especially when it comes to grievous offenses we're not having the right conversation at all you know forgiveness is not just going to fix things especially if we're doing it in the name of god or in the name of jesus when actually the name of jesus is being blasphemed by the fact that we keep allowing this behavior (laughs) Woo child. Now that is for another episode for sure because 
folks be using the most egregious reasonings from uh, religious circles to uh, validate some of their behaviors and practices. And it's one of the things that grieves me the most because I think it's often the most vulnerable groups in society that fell full victim to that. 100%. And it's like, as women, as as children, like for children, for um, marginalized groups as well, we need to have conversations about the way that things can easily be, holy things, good things Mm. things that are intended to help us and preserve us are being perverted and we're not actually doing the real work that comes with that you know it's often the vessels that have the capacity for the greatest good that perpetrate the greatest evil the greatest of evils man a whole lot of healing needs to be occurring in these communities yeah and um we are it starts with us it starts with us. It starts with us, but it also needs to ha- end with the people in power. Oh, 110%. They need to be brought to power. Or rather, they need to be put to um to shame first. Because I am a very big believer of sometimes folks need to be shamed for their behavior. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because sometimes I think to myself... I believe in justice. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like I, I really am a firm believer in justice. But I feel like sometimes when we bring people to shame, I just think, what does it do? Fair, fair. What, but now I believe in like consequences, mm. criticism, mm. Um, other people having opinions about what you do. I completely mm. believe in that freedom of speech and all of that. But I think sometimes to shame somebody can often be an opportunity for other people to feel power from the fact that you failed and they haven't mm. or even that not that they haven't but rather they haven't been caught yeah or their that's their their failure that's seems true. lesser than yours that's true like, i think that's one of my biggest issues with like cancel culture yeah. when i see all of these like tweets and stuff and i know it, it's not like anything deadly but in some cases it can be i think sometimes the the issue is more people using it as an opportunity to just gain more power to gain more social status to gain more applause to gain more um approval from other people rather than actually administering justice that's fair that's fair yeah that's fair i don't know i i agree with it Mm. but i do think that for some really like terrible offenses Mm -hmm. especially if it's been a systematic and persistent abuse of Mm -hmm. power so I'm thinking of like your Jeffrey Epstein's. Oh yeah, but like, that's not that's not necessarily being sh- you. It can start with shame, but that's a justice issue. Mm. My issue is with the whole like, oh, people should be publicly shamed. Is sometimes for for a lot of people, it just starts and ends there. Yeah, I've drugged you. I've said my piece. That's the end. But have you pursued legal justice? Yeah, have you? Fair. And and the completion of said said justice. Like, I don't think a lot of people are invested in that. Yeah, that's true. That's enough true. um and then that's, there's the yeah. whole um oh what's the word for it virtue signaling yeah that people use shame as an 100%. opportunity to do and which it's is like fair. but at the same time like have you actually inv- i think about things that happen in communities like every single day not even things that make it to the internet but like it's so easy to say a judgment but not pursue judgment mm. do you get what i mean in the sense that like oh i would never have done that or uh that's so disgusting yeah. okay you said these things but how do we make sure that this is no longer a threat to the vulnerable people who have become victim to this and the potential victims to yeah. this? Do you get what I mean? And who is doing enough work to 
make sure that happens. It's like people who criticize the government and it's not, you can critique the government. I critique the government. All of that is great. You know, you criticize the government, criticize institutions, but how invested are you into Mm. making the change that you actually want to see? Now, I understand not everyone has the capacity to do that, but I think more of us have more capacity to do it than Mm. we actually admit. Yeah. And it's like, then let's pursue justice then. Let's be a part of the change rather than just sitting on our couches, pointing fingers and being like, this could be better. This could be better. This could be better. What are you doing? For sure. Yeah. It needs to spark a bit more action. Action. Yeah. yeah. And I think also people are not necessarily always as... Sometimes I think people are jumping on the bandwagon of outrage. Oh, yeah, for sure. Rather than oh. actually being outraged. I mean, like, this is the thing. It needs to be shame plus action. Yeah. In those, in those kind of... <laughs> no, because for, for me personally, especially when we think about things like sexual abuse or yeah. like violence that's been perpetrated within systems mm-hmm. and people that have been doing it over like decades Mm -hmm. for me personally yeah shame i'm not even gonna lie to you Mm -hmm. but i do think there's something to be said about okay how do we pursue it within our own communities and within our own like institutions and stuff because for example there's a lot of folks who will hop on the internet and condemn say a sexual predator Mm -hmm. or like somebody that's being particularly violent Mm -hmm. towards women but then when they see their friend perpetrating the same thing in person, it's you're like, not doing, I ain't hearing nothing You're not from doing you, nothing. You're not cracking those same jokes. Or if you heard, you know, like some problematic jokes or seen some problematic tweets, exactly. you might be a perpetrator. So it's like towing the line of understanding that whilst you may not be the perpetrator, yeah. you're actually... Very complicit. Complicit. You're really, really complicit. Yeah. And understanding the intention to which you use shame as well is is important because i think shame is important for at least on the part of like victims Mm -hmm. being allowed to feel like a sense of empowerment Mm -hmm. because i think of like victims of like the most terrible sexual Mm -hmm. assault cases not having any kind of power not having any kind of voice and now being able to unveil a lot of these things both for um themselves but also for justice in general then i think of folks that will comment on like the net and I'm just like, <laughs> first of all, some of your comments are actually terrible. Oh, I'm screaming. Like actually really bad and just like genuinely have, so like they don't have any purpose beyond kind of virtue signaling and saying that well, this person is a bad person, but it's kind of like, okay, cool. But in the grand scheme of things, how can we use this as an opportunity for like change? And it doesn't have to be this big like activist campaign or yeah. anything like that. It can be a, okay, this is an example of a really terrible miscarriage of justice in our day-to-day, how can we use this as an opportunity to pursue relevant conversations where we can start to dismantle yeah. a lot of these inequalities or the violence that's really perpetrated against exactly. women? Or to be honest, just like folks who are victims of abuse. Exactly. Um, and I think it's always a shame that the conversations do end there. It starts with shame. Well, yeah. It started and with shame, but it ended with action. Exactly. It? it needs to end with action and like, a lot of people are satisfied with it just ending in shame. And I think, okay, to each his own, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But what what has that really done in the grand scheme of things? And the worst thing is, as you said, some of y'all just ain't been caught. If we start now, we won't some stop. Some of y'all ain't If we been start now, caught. we won't stop. We will not stop. Because it's like, the amount of times I'll see somebody get exposed and online. This you? This you? <laughs> this, this you? In 2014. But I think a lot of us are being goaded into it because it's like, well, if you don't say anything online, you haven't said anything and we don't know where you stand. And it's like, but I, and that's why we don't, 
it's, it, I wouldn't say this as a generalization. I think it will then become easier to not prioritize what you're doing for your real life communities mm. and actually prioritize looking the part. Yeah. Posting the yeah, black yeah, square. Yeah, yeah. I tweeted that I was against this. Hashtag. You know, I did the hashtag and it's like, okay, but did you talk to your boss? Did you stick up for the person? Did you go to your MP? Yep. Did you? And these things are, we think it's hard. It's as simple as an email. It's as simple as volunteering to be a governor at your local school. Mm. It's as simple as um, giving to the the homeless shelter. It's as simple as going to the council. Like it's it's having a conversation with your little cousin or your little sibling, you know, and just being like, this is what consent is. This is what, do you get what I mean? It's like, these are the simple things we can do actionably, but because you hit tweet, you think you've done enough for the cause. My dear, you haven't. You haven't started. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and sometimes, before you hit send on things you put on social media, sometimes just cross-reference. Read the room. Check with a friend. <laughs> oftentimes, <laughs> oftentimes, you know, Courtney or myself, you know, will just... Hey, what do you think yeah, of this thing just... I want to put into the internet? <laughs> you know? Is this does this sound yeah. like I'm of sound mind? Yeah. Cause some of y'all, your mind, your mind ain't sound. Oh dear God, it's clanging. <laughs> it's clanging. But in order to get to a place of sound mind, we yeah. must first forgive ourselves. Yeah. Because some of y'all craziness is facilitated by the fact that you ain't forgiving yourself. <sighs> oh dear. So <laughs> on that point. <laughs> Although it feels like this conversation has literally just started. It's actually nuts that we are <laughs> over an hour when yeah. over an hour deep in. Sisters, we hope you enjoyed that episode. Mm. Let us know, what are your thoughts on forgiveness, on cancel culture, on overcoming traumatic episodes? Like, how do we go about it? Have you ever had trouble forgiving yourself? What are the things that triggered that? Damn, this is a whole therapy session. (laughs) We we hope you found that helpful. And as always, you can come over to our social media to continue the conversations. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok on Mm -hmm. at to my sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you want to follow our personal journeys, you can follow the lovely lady to the left of me in the absolute blazing neon green. (laughs) Isn't she a firecracker? They call that spiced apple where I'm from. Oh dear. (laughs) Oh dear Lord. (laughs) <laughs> and of course come and say hi over at renee kapuki yes sis and you can of course continue the conversation over on twitter by using the hashtag to my sisters and of course following us at to my sisterhood make sure that you have signed up to the mailing list and like we stated before even though this conversation has felt like a therapy session or maybe a f- philosophical conversation do definitely if you need to look into going down the professional therapy route just to make sure that you are actually okay mm-hmm. and the link to better help will be in the description below it is affordable online accessible therapy um, and you can get 10 percent off your therapy journey by using our link we do get a small uh, commission off of it but it helps with the podcast and just running tms in general yes ma'am so and of course may challenge go back to the beginning of the episode if you missed that (laughs) but yes sis we absolutely love you have an amazing week we hope that this conversation has been encouraging edifying and helpful in any way but we will talk to you very soon and as always keep glowing and growing Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com